Hello, and welcome to the Notary Business Talk, the podcast dedicated to sharing ideas, strategies, and techniques to help grow your business and improve your life. And now, with more than two decades of notary business experience, your host, Abraham Zamora, the notary entrepreneur. Well, hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Notary Business Talk. My name is Abraham Zamora, and I am the notary entrepreneur. And in this episode, we're going to discuss notary mistakes that you must avoid if you want to stay in business, stay out of trouble, and continue to get notary work from the people that are going to be giving you notary work in the future. But in reality, why is this important? Because oftentimes, I think the, the, the opportunity of being a notary is often portrayed as sort of this real easy part-time gig that anybody can do on on a part-time basis and all you have to do is show up, have a signer, sign some loan documents or or, or sign a paper and, and put a stamp on it and then and then now you're making a million bucks a year, right? I mean, this is oftentimes how people perceive this opportunity as being a notary but just like any other profession, just like any other career that requires the, the professionalism that a career like ours requires, it's important to know that aside from the good that's involved in being a notary, aside from being able to to, to increase your lifestyle, make more income, and all the good things that come with being a notary, being able to work part-time, work from home, which is great. You also have to consider the other side, which is the consequences of not taking this seriously. And I'm surprised to to see how often notaries either either through negligence or just not taking the time don't actually understand what is required of them and and I see a lot of common mistakes that are made. So in this episode I want to explain what are some of the common mistakes that that I make and they're real simple mistakes and I think sometimes we just maybe did it catch that in the class when we took the class to get the test, you know, when we, when, to pass the test or when we're going through our certification programs to understand how to become better notaries. We maybe have missed certain parts because we weren't paying attention and we either forget or didn't even learn how to do a document notarization correctly to begin with. And my, my hope is that if you miss something here or there and you're making a common mistake that some notaries make, this this will hopefully help you begin to avoid them because particularly with us, those of us who do loan signings and are involved in the loan industry, there are a lot of potential consequences if you don't do your job right. And let me sort of explain to you what I mean. When you're getting a loan, there are times where you have to lock in a rate, for example. And this loan that a borrower is trying to get has to fund by, let's just say, a certain amount of time or the borrower will lose this rate lock 
and assuming rates have gone up. And I'm just giving you guys an example of what can happen if you don't do your job properly and you make even a, a minor mistake, the ramifications it could have not only in your life and in your career, but in the people that you're notarizing for. So let's just say this, this customer has a rate lock. You go out and notarize a document. You make a mistake. This loan has to fund by a certain date or that rate lock expires. Let's just say you make a mistake. They can't fund this loan by that specific date and the client loses that rate lock. And now interest rates have gone up and now the customer is having to pay more because they couldn't fund the loan when they needed to. And now they're having to pay more every month because now they have to go to the to revert to the rate that's currently being offered, not the lower rate that had locked in earlier. If that happened because you made the mistake, who do you suppose is liable? You are. Because you're the one that made the mistake. And this is why it's so important to be careful, to be vigilant, to do our due diligence, and make sure that we're doing things correctly. Now, the good news is that a lot of these errors are real minor, and they're real simple, and they're real easy to correct. It's just knowing what they are and making it a habit to make sure that you're doing the best job that you possibly can. But before we even get into the reasons, and, and what I want to do today, there's a video that I have that I found through the National Notary Association, and, and she's going to go over six common mistakes that a lot of notaries make when they're actually notarizing loan documents. And there's several types of notary mistakes. And I'm going to do a show today on just notarizing specific loan documents. I, this might be, a, might be a multiple episode type of show going over notary mistakes. So this could be like a part one of those mistakes. So we're, we're going to play that video and I'm going to have some commentary on what she's saying. I, I think there's a few other uh, uh, errors and mistakes that she doesn't talk about that I want to add to what to the conversation and what she's saying. But from the very beginning, and I, I'll probably say this almost on every show, one of the best things you can do to protect yourself, because even if you do your absolute best, there's always a chance you might make a mistake. You definitely want to have professional insurance. And in our, in our, our industry, it's called errors and emissions. And my recommendation right off the bat this is notary tip of the day is to have a hundred thousand dollars in notary errors and emissions insurance this is what's going to protect you if you ever end up making that mistake and now you're held liable this insurance will protect you to an extent i mean if you're making you know really big mistakes then it won't protect you for everything and it definitely won't protect you if you're intentionally doing things that are incorrect and you're committing fraud on purpose uh, for sure, I know that won't that won't be protected or, or uh, covered under an errors and emissions policy. And of course, to get the details, I'm not an attorney. Check with your the insurance company, figure out what it'll cover. But that is one of the best investments I believe you can make, not only financially and in your career, but in your peace of mind, knowing that you have that as a way of protecting yourself in case you do make a mistake when you're out there working, doing your job, doing the best that you can. So. Let's go ahead and get into this video, and then I'm going to go ahead and stop it periodically just to give you guys some, some of my insights of what I think. Uh, uh, 
you could you, that I can add to the conversation at the very end. We'll wrap it up and I'll give you a few other extra tips and ideas to prevent and sort of avoid these mistakes. And then I think that'll be a good show for today in, in regards to going over notary mistakes and things to look out for and things to avoid. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to go ahead and start this now. Minor errors on a notary certificate can lead to major headaches later on, including the rejection of the documents you've notarized. That's the bad news. The good news is that many of the most common errors can be easily avoided. Today, we're going to review the six most common mistakes you're likely to encounter, and then give you three solid tips to help you to avoid them in the first place. The first most common mistake, not reading the certificate wording carefully to make sure that you understand what you're being asked to do. If you don't take the time to do so, you won't be able to complete the certificate correctly. For example, one of the most common errors is signing your own name on a line that's meant for the signer. Yeah, and, and this is one of, one of the biggest, I think, areas where we really need to focus on what we're doing, particularly if it's a document we've never seen before, is knowing exactly what we're being asked to fill in, whether it's state, county, dates, Etc. And I and one of the things that a lot of notaries do do make a mistake on, and and I get it. Some of these documents are confusing, but sometimes notaries will sign where the borrower is supposed to sign, as opposed to signing where the notary is supposed to sign. It's definitely something you want to look out for and kind of keep an eye on. The second most common mistake: the location or venue space on a certificate should note where the notarization actually took place. Sometimes the certificate may have a pre-printed location already filled in. If this isn't correct, cross it out and fill in the correct location. Now this I see happen all the time. Often loan documents will have the state and county where the property is in. And let's just say the borrowers are signing, let's say it's, it's a second home and their home isn't in the county and the state that they live in, or they're out of town and you're signing them because their home is back in a different state or a different city. And on the documents, they'll be pre-printed the state and the county of the property. But that state and county has to be representative of where you're notarizing those loan documents or that notary in general, where is that taking place? That is where the state and county has to be reflected on that notary certificate. A lot of notaries leave it alone. They don't fix it. They leave it with the state and county that's already pre-printed. And sometimes it's not where the actual notarization is happening. That is a mistake. That is an error and that should be fixed. In the video, she says, cross it out and fix it. I would venture to go a step further and actually initial that correction that you're making as opposed to just lining it out and, and putting the correct state and county. All right, let's continue here. The third most common mistake when signing or printing your name on a notary certificate it must match exactly the name on your official notary commission. Don't leave out or add an initial to your signature, particularly if it will change your commission name. The fourth most common... All right, before we go to the fourth, yeah. So that's pretty simple, and I don't really see this happening a whole lot. 
but sign you, you you have to sign your name the way it is on on your notary seal. They sort of tell you that at the very beginning. This isn't a huge mistake, but if you do do that and you're signing differently than what your stamp is showing your name to be, that's something you want to make sure you fix, something you want to make sure you don't continue to do in the future. Common mistake, mistakenly entering the wrong date or post-dating the certificate is a serious error. Check the date on a reliable calendar, such as the one on your phone or computer, and make sure this is the date you are filling in on the certificate. The yeah, that's huge, guys. And this is probably the, the one that will get you in the most amount of trouble in terms of legal and financial troubles is having the wrong date on the document. Now, having the wrong date, like like when you write in the date and if it's, if it's the wrong date because you made a mistake, uh, that's one thing. But backdating it, I mean, that is intent. That is intentionally notarizing it with a date that is not the date that you're notarizing. And that is a big, big no-no, you guys. That is something you definitely do not want to do. And here's the thing. You may be pressured at some point in your career by, a, by, a, by somebody who needs you to get something notarized and they need it to be notarized from a prior date. You need to be able to say no and to stand up for yourself and explain that you cannot do that. That is against notary law. That we are not allowed to backdate any document for any reason whatsoever. I've been asked before. I've had to politely say no. In fact, in, the, in, in, my, in my career, it's cost me opportunities. It's cost me work. It's cost me accounts. Because I, I've said no to doing certain things like that. But for me, 20 years later, I'm still doing this. I'm st I, still, I still make money. And I did not put myself in a position where I would jeopardize my career. I would jeopardize the liability that's involved in doing something like that. It's not worth it. And I, I know, especially if you're new, you might be tempted because you want to keep your customers the people that are hiring you, you want to keep them happy, but that isn't that is an area definitely that I know it's it might be difficult if you're if you're ever put in that position, but you definitely want to avoid backdating a hundred percent completely. Even if you're asked to do it, politely say no. That's just out of the question, guys. Definitely something you want to absolutely avoid. And then let me speak to something aside from the notary side of it. And one of the things that really helps me. Uh, when we're doing loan documents, there is a notary uh, a notice of right to cancel that a borrower has an opportunity to cancel a loan within three business days if they're refinancing their, their primary home. And oftentimes, the rescission period, the three days, the third day that that they're, they're allowed to cancel the loan isn't always filled in or might be wrong. One of the things I would recommend is going through the National Notary Association. I really like them because they're very good at offering resources. And every year they have a calendar that they will allow you to download, which will tell you exactly what the third business day is that you'll have to write in on the notice of right to cancel in case it's not filled in and it's up to you to fill it in yourself. And whenever you do that, you whenever you handwrite or, or fix a date on a Rescission notice, a notice of right to cancel, that's something that has to be initialed by the borrowers. But again, that's something you want to not leave 
on your shoulders to try and figure out. I would recommend getting that that annual rescission notice calendar that lets you know if you're signing today, when would the third day be that you have to put in put on that notice of right to cancel. Just a side note, it doesn't have to do with actual notarization, but it definitely is a big part of dating and part of our industry as notaries. Fifth most common mistake, upside down, blurred, or partial notary seal stamp impressions will most likely cause the documents to be rejected. Also, if you stamp over notarial wording or signatures, you'll likely make them illegible and cause documents to be rejected as well. Make sure your stamp does not touch or overlap any text. Yeah, so that's pretty simple, guys. When you stamp, make sure it's clear. Make sure that when you're at the signing table, it's not lumpy. So when you put the stamp on there, it's all out of, you know, out of, out of whack. Make sure it's clear. Make sure you have enough ink in your notary stamp so that it comes out nice. Don't notarize over any wording, over any text, over any signatures. That is a potential re rejection of that document, and that would be your error. And, you know, I have seen people put their stamp backwards and not, not, not realize they've done that. You want to make sure you avoid that. Now, in this video, she does, doesn't actually explain how to fix that. But uh, in most cases, I've know, I've noticed, and this is what I do, and I'm not sure if every state, I don't know every state. I'm in California, so I don't, I'm not an expert in every single state's laws and regulations. So always take what I say and then just double check it. But I always, if I make a mistake, if the, if the stamp doesn't come out pretty clear, I'll just re-stamp near that stamp that it had the error, I'll just restamp and give a nice clear stamp. And the older one that was maybe faded or, or wasn't completely stamped on properly, I just leave it alone. I just leave it alone. I used to cross it out initially. Now I just leave it alone. It doesn't seem to be an issue. They have a nice clear stamp. The only time you're going to want to redo the document, reprint it, re-notarize it, and do the whole thing over again is if, if you've stamped over text or wording. Better yet, though, if you have two sets of copies and you're stamping, stamping something and it messes up, if it's upside down, if it doesn't come out clear, I, I would even venture to say just take out the copy that corresponds to the borrowers and just switch it out and redo it and make sure you get a nice clear stamp. This will avoid any potential potentiality of of it being rejected and then having it come back on you as an error. And the last most common mistake, if your state requires your seal impression to include your commission expiration date, you must obtain a seal with that current commission expiration date. Crossing out the commission expiration date on an old stamp and handwriting in a new expiration date will most likely cause the document to be rejected. Now, that's something I've never actually seen somebody do personally, but I'm guessing it happens. And it sounds like not every state requires this. California does. It has to have your expiration date on your stamp. And every every four years, in our case, when we get a new stamp, it has to have a new expiration date on there. In other words, don't use your old stamp with the old expiration date. That one's pretty clear, pretty simple. Make sure you have an up-to-date stamp, okay? Correcting a commission expiration date in a seal impression can cause a notarization to be rejected 
even if a commission expiration date is not required by law. This list of mistakes might make you feel a little overwhelmed right now, but don't worry, I'm going to give you three easy, surefire tips to help you avoid these and other common notary errors. Okay, now before she goes into the, the tips to avoid this, which are pretty basic, pretty simple, it's something I've already touched on even in this episode, let me go over a few more errors that I think you should consider and sort of be aware of so you can prevent them in the future. The first one is not putting your title after your, your printed name in the notarized wording section of a document. Now, this is not every state requires this, but I know in California they require it. I think other states require it. And if it's a California document, it, it will usually say on there in parentheses like title uh, or it'll say notary public or put the the title of the of the of the professional something it depends what, what what state it is in California automatically it tells us that we have to put our name and you know who who we are right the, the professional so it it would be Abraham Zamora in my case comma notary public personally uh, you know personally appeared and so on and so forth so if it says to put your 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 title Make sure you put your title. And, and, and this is, again, this might be specifically mainly towards California notaries, but I, I believe other other states require the same thing. And the other thing is oftentimes you'll get documents that are out-of-state documents, and the notarized wording does not comply with your state wording. And here in California, they are very specific as to the type of wording that is required to notarize a specific document. For sure, a jurat is not allowed. An out-of-state jurat is not allowed. It has to be California wording. Other documents, there are certain exceptions when you can use the out-of-state wording. Sometimes you can't, and you'll have to attach a loose certificate to that document if it doesn't comply with your state regulations, state laws. So just be mindful. Check with your state. Figure out what is required to notarize a document in your state. And if the out-of-state document that you're being asked to notarize does not meet those requirements, that's a time where you want to add a certificate to it to make sure it, it complies with your state laws, okay? And, and then the last one is assuming the type of notarization that's required. So we have acknowledgments, we have jurats, and whatever else is out there. Sometimes the documents aren't very clear what is being asked to, to know what wording is being required to notarize those documents? Is it an acknowledgement? Is it a jurat? And oftentimes the borrowers or the clients or whoever's asking you to notarize those documents don't know themselves. Please do not assume that you do. Please do not assume it's an acknowledgement or it's a jurat. You need to make sure they tell you what it is that the, you need to have as the notary wording and if they have to call and find out from whoever's sending them the document that's on them that's not on you do not make that mistake that is not your responsibility know your state requirements stay current with your state required notary certificate wording and other notary laws don't rush notarizations aren't a race Take the time to read the certificate you've been asked to notarize and make sure you know how to complete it. Double check each entry before you complete the notarization. This will help you catch any mistakes. Be prepared. 
Make sure your notary tools are current, especially your seal. By following these tips during every notarization, you can avoid the most common errors and others we haven't covered here. And remember, the National Notary Association is here to help. So reach out. And that's pretty common sense uh, advice. Just know, know the laws, know the rules. And again, one of the greatest things about this profession is things really don't change a whole lot. So once you've learned it, once you've mastered it, you'll have that knowledge for the rest of your career. You'll be proficient. You'll be an expert in your field. That's the goal. That should be your your standard. That should be your ambition. And once you've got that figured out and once you start realizing that you have the confidence to do this work properly, and you will if you put the time, if you put the due diligence, you will become very proficient in this kind of work. It's not difficult, but it is very serious and it has to be taken as such you need to take this seriously there is a lot of liability in this sense where if you don't then 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 you 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 could definitely get in trouble so be smart be careful and just put the effort in and and, and long term you'll 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 reap the rewards it'll be a great investment in your life in your career and I definitely think it's worth you putting the time and effort into making sure that you can become the best notary that you can be. Well, guys, that's the end of the show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Until next time, take care, stay productive. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Notary Business Talk. To learn more about becoming a notary entrepreneur or to find out how Abraham can help you achieve your business goals, visit notarybusinesstalk.com.